You're listening to Family Personalities, a podcast where we use personality type to help change the way you think about your family. I'm Sandra Etherington, your personality type practitioner. And I'm M. Levy, personality type enthusiast. Join us while we talk about family, relationships, and parenting, all within the context of personality type. Okay, today I'm really, really excited because I got to interview two teenage kiddos on the podcast. I interviewed 13-year-old Lane, who has ENTP preferences, and 15-year-old Eleanor, who has ENFP preferences. Their mom was on the podcast back in the fall, episode 25, Melissa Harris. She was our INTJ mom, and she uses type at home with them and has taught them all about personality type, the cognitive functions. So it was really fun to kind of see what that looks like in a family firsthand. For background information on the imaginative intuition function, which is what we're talking about today because both the ENTP and the ENFP types use imaginative intuition as their driving function, listen back one episode, episode 43, and that's where we talked about imaginative intuition in kids. If you're wondering what a cognitive function even is, Listen to episode 39, which is where we gave our introduction to cognitive functions. Cognitive functions are an aspect of Myers-Briggs that really describe why we tend to do the things we do. And if you're brand new to Myers-Briggs, familypersonalities.com slash basics will show you the episodes that you'll want to go back to listen to to really understand what Myers-Briggs is before you dive into some of these more advanced episodes. So again, we're talking to Lane, 13, ENTP, and Eleanor, 15, ENFP. And they both use this imaginative intuition function. And they're siblings from the same household. They have four, there's four of them all together. And their family uses type to understand one another. So they're both very well versed in Myers-Briggs and particularly the cognitive functions. So it was really, really fun to talk to them and hear about how they use it at home and understand themselves too using type. Because that's what I'm trying to do in my own home with my much younger kids who aren't quite there yet. And what I'm also trying to help to bring to you, the audience of this podcast, and to the families that I work with. Speaking of which, let me help you parent more easily and peacefully through the use of personality type. I help you find your family members' types and teach your family about their cognitive functions. I help you understand your similarities, your differences, how to relate with one another more peacefully and compassionately using Myers-Briggs personality type. So sign up today or schedule a quick Zoom to ask questions at familypersonalities.com slash services. Okay, we're going to start with Eleanor. She's our ENFP. So let me just give a quick overview of the two main functions that ENFPs use. There's first that imaginative intuition, which is what we're focusing on right now. The technical name is extroverted intuition. It's how they take in information from the world by looking for future possibilities, theories, potentialities to imagine scenarios that are way outside of the box. And then the second function that ENFPs use in that co-pilot seat is what they use to make decisions. And this function I call resonant feeling. The technical name is introverted feeling. It's all about paying attention to the values, desires, and tastes that resonate with the self to decide in an authentic way. Eleanor talks a lot about her older brother in this in this episode, and that's not the same brother that we're hearing from later in this episode. Um, it's a different brother who has ISFJ preferences. She talks about how they butt heads a lot. So you'll hear her throw out the cognitive functions 
a lot. And if you're not well-versed in Myers-Briggs theory yet, it might be a little confusing. So I'll try and pick some of what she said apart afterward. Um, And I had her focus in on imaginative intuition or that extroverted intuition function, because that's been the theme on the podcast lately. But she does go a little bit into her resonant feeling or introverted feeling function a bit too. And she even mentions her backseat functions very briefly. But you'll hear many of the themes from episode 43 on extroverted intuition in kids come up about looking for those future possibilities, theories, and potentialities, and imagining scenarios outside of the box, you're really going to hear a lot of those things come up. So listen closely for that. Okay, Eleanor, how old are you? And what grade are you in? I'm 15 years old, and I'm a sophomore. And you're doing school remotely, right? Yep. Just like your brother. Mm -hmm. What's that? What's that been like for you? Well, it's way easier credit wise and like organization wise because the computer just says this is due at this time this is due at Mm -hmm. this time and it just sends me emails the day before things are due so it's way easier but it's also more boring because i miss my i miss my friends yeah we have to create group chats now but all we do in our group chats is just spam each other anyway so (laughs) what do you spam each other with emojis memes anything we're just we're just all bored we're just like we are bored so you shall suffer and we just send whatever we have to the group chat and they have to deal with it it's great (laughs) so what what is your favorite thing about school and this could be pre-pandemic or during the pandemic what's your favorite thing well i like knowing what my what other people are talking about like when when like you're in first grade and then you hear a grown-up talking you don't really understand what convert with their conversations very well, mm. but I know things now, so I can I can snoop better. I don't I I don't know that came that came out wrong. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for ex- like I'll be I'll be like doing something and I'll be like, oh hey, this the conversation that I say having is actually interesting to me. Talking is mm. no longer boring. Yeah, like, you kind of under- understand the context of what of what adults right, are talking about now. Exactly. And do you like to participate in that or just listen? Oh, I participate. Sometimes when I'm unwelcome, I still participate. And my mom will have to tell me, honey, the grownups are talking right now. And I'll be like, that's right. I know. I'm sorry. I forgot. (laughs) And then two seconds later, I'll forget again and say something else. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So then what's your least favorite thing about school? Math. Math. Oh, really? Why? because it's tedious and it's boring and you have to do it the same way every time. Like it's literally Mm. just, you get the, they, but there's so many steps to the problem that by the time you finish the problem, you don't even remember what the original question was. Because you're so down in the details. Yeah. But you're not, you have to show your work. So if you do some of it in your head, you still have to show how you did it. Mm. You can't just assume that the teacher knows two plus two equals four. You've got to spell it out for them. And I'm like, if you don't know this, you should not be teaching math. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's, and I understand why that's important, but man, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, is there anything about you that make that you feel like makes you different from or unique or special compared to your peers or your siblings? So, I don't know. I don't feel like I've always just thought of myself as unique and different from everyone just because, I don't know, that might just be my introverted feeling talking. It's just that I don't want to be <laughs> like other people. Mm. I don't know. I really like art and I'm I'm getting I'm getting really good at it. I I like drawing, I like music, but my whole my whole family really likes music. I feel like that's mm. what sets us as a family apart from a lot of other people. 
Yeah. We go, we sing at retirement homes sometimes. Well, <gasps> before COVID we did. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. It was great. Do you guys like musicals? Uh, Yeah. My mom is always showing us new ones. We have, we listen to the soundtracks for musicals in the car all the time. Hmm. What is it like for you trying to relate to your siblings? Do you get along well? Well, I have three brothers and they're all kind of crazy, especially the younger two who are just obsessed with lightsabers. So I have to constantly be on guard. I have to say, though, it has really in- improved my reflexes. Like I, I'll just <laughs> I'll have a pillow next to me. I'll just be able to pick it up when they have, or they have a, they run by with a Nerf gun, which is more often than you would think. It's yeah. So but I don't know. They're fun to play with when they're not crazy and sometimes when they are crazy, depending on what they're doing. My oldest brother is an ISFJ, and mm-hmm. so sometimes relating to him can be harder because mm. the extroverted intuition and then the introverted sensing, we probably out of all my siblings, I fight with him the most. Mm. And and part of it is because we're pretty close in age, but I don't know. But I don't, I, I don't feel like I – like I'm surviving, and I feel like there are ups and there's downs, but I feel like we all get along pretty well yeah. considering – how weird we all are. <laughs> Do you have an example of something that might set you and your older brother, your ISFJ brother off, like something that might trigger your introvert sensing or his, you know, your inferior, or his inferior? Well, a lot of it is like a power struggle where like, he'll be like, Eleanor, are you, are, are you supposed to be doing that? And I'll be like, oh my gosh, just mm. leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, this is not your place. To be figure to be like why why do you care? This is not affecting you in any way, shape, or form. Mm. He's like it makes me anxious, and I'm like why? It doesn't affect you. You're not. And he'll <laughs> like and I'm like stop bossing me. I've told you you don't like it. And he's like I'm just looking out for you, and I'm like well it stops being looking out for me as soon as I tell you I don't like it, and then you keep doing it. That's mostly that's usually what it is. Okay, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that how that dynamic would play out. Yeah, but we're getting better. Uh, my kids are. My son has. Uh, he's the older one. They're, my kids are younger than you guys, though. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and my son has INTJ preferences, and my daughter has ISFP preferences. So we, so we, but it's you know the same. The oh yeah, I can see why that might be. A... There's very much him telling her what she should be doing, and her being like, "Don't tell me right, what to then, think or feel or do." Then they'll then <laughs> do it out of spite. Like they'll do what they're told not to do out of spite, just because you're like, "Well, I'll do." Or like, I remember even when I was younger, making a point of if Grant asked me to stop doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing to ignore him. But then as soon as mom told me to stop, I would stop right away just to make a point like I'm obeying mom, not you. (laughs) Sandra, I just heard Bill Burr's rant saying how women should be supporting female athletes and not real housewives who just yell at each other. That's ridiculous. Real Housewives is a sport. Join us on From the Bleachers, where we analyze the strategy and gameplay that our favorite reality stars use to earn additional seasons of play and social media fame. And if you're lucky, Sandra will pull out her apology play rubric so you can all see what an easy grader I am. I'm sorry, Mandy, but if you think Monica's apology to Heather on Salt Lake City deserved anything over a 2.5, you're delusional. (laughs) (laughs) Whether we're breaking down confrontation play, relishing the bravo, bravo, bravo moments, or awarding a tardy for the party, 
we are the only place you'll find in-depth analysis of the plays that your favorite housewives are making on our screens. From the Bleachers, a Real Housewives game analysis is available everywhere podcasts live. I love it. And then how about relating to your parents? What's that like? Do you get along well with your parents? My mom and I, I think this is because, and I don't know, this isn't what this podcast about is about, but we both have introverted feeling and extroverted thinking in the middle. So mm-hmm. we can, we can, we get each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and my dad and I both have extroverted intuition and introverted sensing. So I feel like I can relate to my, both of my parents in different ways. Mm-hmm. So we have, I have all the bases covered. At least one of my parents has all of my functions oh, yeah. somewhere. So it just depends what my problem is. I'll be like, all right, should I go to the extroverted intuition? No, like it'll, it'll be funny. <laughs> I'll just, I just have to, but there's, I have all the resources. So do you find it, do you find yourself thinking of that a lot? Like during the day, like when you're trying to decide what parent, do you really go into a personality type mode to figure that out? Well, usually it's whatever parent is available. But when I definitely with like my, like with Grant, for example, who's my ISFJ brother, I'll be like, I'll be thinking and I'll see see him doing something and I'll be like, Grant, you are so adorable. That is so ISFJ. And he'll be like, can you stop making everything have to do with personality type? And I'm like, but you're being an ISFJ. And he's like, I don't care. (laughs) So like, I'll definitely see like that or I'll be, or when, or when Lane is, Lane says something um, that hurts my feelings. I'll have to remind myself like, he doesn't, he doesn't know what feelings means. He like, okay, not quite that much, but like yeah. he'll, he'll say something. And I'm like, he doesn't mean that to be insensitive. He's just saying it like it is. He's not trying mm-hmm. to be mean. Yeah. So actually, yeah. So I think it's more with my siblings, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do it with my mom and my dad, but usually when it's my mom and my dad, my mom points it out before I do. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that you guys have that at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm now going to ask a few extroverted intuition specific questions. Okay. So kids who use extrovert intuition are often really curious about the world and want to understand the meaning behind things. Does this sound like you? Oh, yeah. Do you have any examples? Nothing specifically, just that I ask why about everything and it mm. drives grown-ups crazy. <laughs> have I'll you be always like, okay, done so that? why does this formula work for math? And the teacher's like, it just works, okay? And I'm like, but, oh, but, no. but, but, but no, that's yeah. not what I, I don't want that. Yeah, you really want to understand what's behind it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of kids who use extroverted intuition are creative and imaginative and think really outside the box. And so that can lead them to approach homework assignments or games in like entirely new ways. Uh, Yeah, you should have seen my grade school homework papers. You could barely see the math on it because it was covered with picture with doodles of cats and who knows what else. <laughs> I Yeah, that definitely sounds and even ga- like with games like games like word games or like mm. um, charades, games like that. I tend to do really well on, especially when my mom and I are on the same team, because we have all these like inside jokes. We ha- we we know each other's references, so it we just we can we can guess things really fast from each other. Uh-huh. It so it yeah it's really fun and so fine so a lot of the time my dad will be like all right Eleanor mommy cannot be on the same team because they're gonna beat the heck out of us. <laughs> so <laughs> that actually happens with Lane too. Lane and mom are super good team. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. Yeah, and but sometimes it's a pain, like in Scrabble. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll have to, I'll like, I'll have to, like, okay, I need to stop jumping around. I need to find one one letter that I want to use and then stick to that. Mm-hmm. 
because mm. otherwise I can't get anywhere. Mm. It's also like a problem can... I have like with our, where I start things, but I start too many yeah. things and don't finish any of them. And that's another thing that I was going to bring up is that a lot of kids who use extrovert intuition, they have a hard time focusing or staying on top of homework and chores. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That sounds I, like you. Plus I just have, I don't have a very big attention span is all. Mm. Like yeah. when it's something I really care about, like you could talk to me about Lord of the Rings all day long and I would just, oh, okay. which is another thing that ticks grownups off is that I'll ask why, but then halfway through their explanation, I'll stop caring. But they'll be like, well, oh, you no. asked. And I'll be like, well, now I'm not curious anymore. I'm going to yeah. do something else. I got enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Is there anything that you do yourself or that your parents do to that helps you with the more focus or like the finishing things? I think part of it has been just high school. I realized, oh, this might, this is actually affecting my life. My life is doing like, this will affect what college I go to. So hmm. I found more motivation to stay focused versus in grade school. I was just like, la, 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 I'm going to do stuff when I'm, what's fun. And then when it stops hmm. being fun, I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess a lot of it is just that maturity, like I've, I've, I've figured things out about myself and I've realized hmm. things. If I know, I know myself better and I know what I want more. Hmm. And so even if there's things I don't like, but that will lead to things I do like. Hmm. Another thing is that taking my mom, like cleaning my room would, would be a nightmare. And it, my room, it was very messy. Like I, I, I'm not kidding. I would be like waiting in clothes up to, up to like up, halfway up, halfway up to my knee. My childhood and, room was like that too. And so finally we came up with a system. I, I'm always working on a puzzle, mm -hmm. you know, a jigsaw puzzle because I love them. And so my mom would be like, all right, we're working in the room for 10 minutes, then we'll work for on the puzzle for five mm -hmm. minutes, then we'll work. And so because it was just short bursts of things, and that mm -hmm. doesn't work for everything. Some things you need to be able to get really focused and then have a, a long period of time. But for things like cleaning my bedroom, it was very helpful. And I would just wait for the alarm on her phone to go off and I would jump up and go to the puzzle. And so it would always just be. And again, it wouldn't be like looking, oh, my gosh, I have to clean this whole room. It's just one little thing at a time. And that helps mm -hmm. me a lot. Yeah, like you can take it piece by piece and then you mm -hmm. get to mix in like what you actually enjoy doing and mm -hmm. jump over and do that. Okay, yeah. I love that solution. That's great. Okay, and then kids who use extrovert intuition often enjoy being really different and pushing the boundaries of the way that people think things should be. Yeah, my 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 mother has a problem. See, what happens is she'll ask me personality questions, like, because as an ENFP, I'm helpful with that. And I'll be like, well, that's not always the case. And she'll be like, would you stop doing that? Just tell me overall, <laughs> yes or no. But I'm like, but my, you have to have other people who think like this that say that there's an exception to this. And she's like, I know, but that's not the answer I need. I'm like, well, do you want me to give, like, it's, it's, it's hard because my brain, I'll always be thinking of an exception. Or like, mm. or this is another thing that causes contention between me and Grant is that he'll be like, he'll, he'll express an opinion and he'll be say, this person is so, so mean, or this person is dumb, or even I really like this person. And then I'll automatically jump to the opposite side and say, no, but mm -hmm. this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And that's with his extroverted feeling. He wants to make a connection and me to be like, oh yes, that's exactly, that's exactly. But how I make connections, how I, what the conversations I enjoy is exchanging opinions and being like, well, no, that's not like bouncing things off people. Yeah. And he hates it. And do you feel like you could just as easily take the other side? Like if he had come, like, you know, he says, you know, I really like this person. And then you give an example for why not. If he had come to you with, I really don't like this person. Do you also feel like uh -huh. you would have given the counter example? Yeah. And honestly, usually I end up defending people. 
but the but there are some there are times like if he's saying something like I love cats so much they're adorable I'm not gonna say no they're not adorable because I love cats too okay <laughs> but like so like but yeah there are exceptions but overall yeah I would say that 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 would that would be yeah I could jump to either side and I liked and I I like giving people benefit of the doubt which is sometimes not the mm -hmm. best thing because it's 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 hard because it causes it causes lots of problems when I'm talking to especially like when I'm talking to adults and I'm defending mm. things, but I end up being kind of disrespectful because they're still adults. So I got in. Mm. Yeah. So that becomes a problem and I have to like tone it down a bit and then, or I'll go out of my way to give people the benefits of the doubt. And then I'll, it'll be like right in front of me, like, no, they're doing this on purpose to be mean. And I'll be like, no, they ha there has to be some reason they're doing it. And there yeah. just won't be. And so that mm. can be a problem sometimes. Yeah. Well, I have one more question for you. Do you have any advice for parents of kids who have ENFP preferences like you? Like it's something you might have needed need from a parent or something that might help them? Well, I guess, first of all, in this, I feel like relates more to the introverted feeling part, but it mm -hmm. could go with both is that like I'm always starting hobbies, but I never finish them. So be careful what you spend money on, because if I say <laughs> if I say I want to play guitar and then I quit two days in. That's a very normal thing that happens. And then you have an expensive guitar laying around the house. So wait a couple months, make sure they still want to still want to still want to do it. And then, uh, okay. and then, and then, and then, then maybe you can, cause I yeah, again with the starting projects, not finishing, but it is good to have like an outlet. Like I lately I've been getting really into knitting, mm -hmm. which is actually quite, it's very, it has a lot of introverted sensing just because it's just stitch over, but there's still, you're creating things and you yeah. can, figure out different type if you once you get the basics you can learn different types of stitches things like that so it is good to have an outlet and it is fun to have a hobby and I have quite a few of them just I don't know which ones I'm gonna like I just that sounds cool let's do that yeah. and like then, maybe you could borrow a guitar from someone first right like <laughs> I wanted a sewing machine so bad for Christmas so very bad and I was like mom please and this was like five Christmases ago and I still mm -hmm. haven't taken it out of the box oh no <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's 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 sad but yeah that's 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 a big problem for me I have been getting better about it as I've become more aware of myself like okay mm -hmm. is this gonna get old a couple days in just gotta mm -hmm. make sure yeah yeah oh, I loved chatting with Eleanor and getting a peek into her ENFP world there were really some strong imaginative intuition themes like her curiosity. She talked a lot about how curious she was and wanting to know why things are the way they are. Like when she mentioned asking in math class, like, why does this formula work? Um, and I found it really interesting that the thing she chose to talk about when I asked about her favorite thing at school was that the knowledge that she gains there allows her to have context for what the adults in her world are talking about and to be able to exchange ideas with them. So imaginative intuition users love to explore ideas and especially to be able to do it with other people. And so she has connected that the learning that she gets in school enables her to get into this most energizing space for herself. Uh, the fact that she doesn't like math because it's tedious is not surprising because imaginative intuition does not like repetitive, boring, tedious. But you'll see that in a minute, her ENTP brother Lane has a different perspective on math. So stay tuned for that. 
I love how she's able to use type to inform her relationships with her family members and how much insight it gives her into her interactions, in particular with her older brother that has the ISFJ preferences. She was talking about how she doesn't like when he tells her what she should or shouldn't be doing. And while there's probably no younger sibling who really wants to take direction from their older sibling, I can see how between these two types, this can be even more of a problem area. They both use feeling, but her ISFJ brother uses a different type of feeling. He uses relational or extroverted feeling, which can be a little more, maybe a little more controlling about how things should be done. And her imaginative intuition and her resonant feeling cause her to want to be her own person, not be controlled or told what to do or what to think. As well as she has more of a comfort with pushing the limits, whereas her ISFJ brother probably feels better when everyone's following the rules and doing what they should be doing. So I can really see how those two personality types especially are going to have a hard time with that. And then the last thing I wanted to comment on was the great tool her mom helped her with to be able to get something boring done, like cleaning her room, which was to break it into spurts. Intuition works really great with spurts of energy. So working on the room for 10 minutes and then switching to doing the puzzle, which is like enjoyable for her for five minutes, and then going back to the room for 10 minutes and then switching back to the puzzle. I thought that was a really great way to help her get something done in a way that caters to her her personality type, her need to have variety and turn her attention from one thing to another. I just love that perspective because as parents, I think a lot of times we want them to do it our way. And I imagine Melissa as an INTJ parent is very much about like efficiency. And she's probably like, just suck it up and like blow it out and get it done, you know, but instead she took that time to think, okay, how would this work best for my daughter? And she was able to turn it into something that really worked for her. So I love that tip. Okay, now it's time to chat with Eleanor's younger brother, Lane, who has ENTP preferences. So he leads with that same function of imaginative intuition or extroverted intuition, which remember is looking for future possibilities, theories, potentialities to imagine scenarios that are way outside of the box. But ENTPs use a different function for decision making than ENFPs use. They use something that I call precise thinking, and the technical name is introverted thinking. And it's about using frameworks and inner systems of objective logic to decide in a precise way. So this generally causes ENTPs to come off a little bit more measured and rational than their ENFP peers. So we definitely still find the imaginative intuition themes with Lane, but some differences between the two of them as well. So see if you can listen for some of the themes and some of the differences, and I'll chat a little bit about them afterward. Okay, Lane, tell everyone how old you are and what grade you're in. Um, I am 13, and I'm in eighth grade. And are you doing distance, uh, like online learning right now, or are you getting to go into the classroom? Uh, I'm doing online learning. Online learning, 100%. Mm-hmm. What's that like for you compared to in-classroom learning? Um, in some ways, it's easier because we don't have to get ready and leave the house mm-hmm. to go places. But it's it's hard because I don't get to interact with my friends as directly. And then what is your, either before everything shut down and you had to go online or during, what's your f- favorite thing about school? Honestly, it's just, it's probably friends because yeah yeah 
I mean, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like math a lot. I like math a lot too. What, uh, what is it that you like about math? Like, it's always the same and there's a way to do it. Like, I like how it makes sense always. Mm-hmm. Like, it, meaning there's like a logical way to explain everything that happens mm-hmm. in math. Yeah, I feel that. And then what's your least favorite thing about school? Homework. <laughs> Why is that? Just because I usually have a lot to do without homework, and so it just takes up a lot of my time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have – do you have a lot of activities that you do and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of activities do you do? Well, um, I do ballet. Ooh. And um, we we spend a lot of time outside. And so it's hard. It's starting to get harder to have to do a lot of homework because it's getting nicer outside. Mm. Yeah. It's not as cold anymore. Is there something that you feel like makes you different or unique or special from your peers at school or your siblings? It's That's kind of a hard question because I a lot of times I will try to be like them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess... Sometimes I sometimes feel left out like there there's things that they're doing without me that I would like to be a part of, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I sometimes have trouble expressing that or I like feel shy mm-hmm. expressing that. Yeah. So it's like kind of difficult for you to communicate. What is it when like when you try and relate with your siblings at home? Do you get along well? Yeah, pretty well. I mean, some are like more introverted than others and so it it's different depending on the sibling but overall we have pretty good relationships with each other and then what about trying to relate with your parents do you feel like you get along well with your parents yeah we can we can have some pretty in-depth conversations yeah oh yeah with both of them or with one more than the other probably with mom more Mm -hmm. than dad but i mean both of them happen sometimes yeah yeah, and your mom really shares that intuition with you, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask some qu- questions specifically about extroverted intuition. So a lot of kids who use extroverted intuition are really curious about the world and want to understand the meaning behind things. Does this sound like you? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can you give like an example? Well, like sometimes it's a little bit dangerous for me because – like, I was over at my aunt's house a couple years ago, and they have a forest behind their house, and mm. there was this log going out into the middle of the – they have, like, a stream, like a okay. creek, and there was a log going out to, like, an island in the middle, and so I went out on the log, and it was, like, not stable at all, <laughs> and so sometimes it's a little bit dangerous, but it, it, it does help me learn a lot of new things, mm-hmm. like, I when I'm, like, out up at my grandma's house hiking through her forest Uh I can like figure out I'll find I'll notice things that some people don't or I'll find things or be interested in things that other people wouldn't be like Mm -hmm. I'll learn a lot more than some people will just because I'm curious about Mm. things yeah and it kind of causes you to go out and explore and find those things yeah yeah that's really neat and then a lot of people, kids who use extroverted intuition are really creative and imaginative, kind of thinking outside the box. 
even like approaching homework assignments or games in new ways. Does this sound like you too? Yeah, I really, really like building with like Legos and mm. uh, like Lincoln Logs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like with uh, homework assignments, I'll like make sock puppets of certain people that like we're supposed to like make a slideshow or a movie or something and I'll make sock puppets and then nobody else will have thought of that. Oh, I so love that's that. Fun. <laughs> and then when you make like Legos and Lincoln logs and stuff, do you like to follow the instructions and build a set or do you like to make your own creations? Well, when I get the set, I'll build it, but then after about a month, I'll get bored of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll like ex- like I'll add things onto it or I'll take mm-hmm. it apart and use part of the pieces of that for something else mm-hmm. or I'll just completely disassemble it and make something new. Oh cool. I w- I wish I could see some of your creations. Do you like keep them around on display or not really because they're we don't have a lot of shelf space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not really. But okay. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're taking pictures of them at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then a lot of times also kids who use extroverted intuition, sometimes they have a hard time focusing or staying on top of homework and chores. Do you relate to that? Yes, I do. It's it's sometimes, like, specifically even right now, I'm a little bit behind on my homework mm. just because I'll be doing my homework and then I'll get up to get a snack or something and then I'll see something. And then I'll be like, oh, I wonder what that's like. And then I'll go do that. And then <laughs> and then I'll get distracted. And then I'll spend three hours going, getting off track. And then I'll be like, dang, I didn't finish my homework. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you have fun, though, finding mm. other things to do. Yeah. Do you have anything that you do to help you with that? Or that your parents do? Um, it's not the number one problem with school. So really... All it really takes is mom just saying, hey, Lane, go finish your thing Mm. and I'll do it. But I mean, sometimes we'll have to like say like you're not allowed to leave the chair until you (laughs) finish this just because I just got so off track. Yeah. Yeah. What's that experience like for you if you really have to not leave the chair? It's hard, but it it does help me finish it. It, Mm -hmm. It like it helps me be more focused because I have nothing else to think about. And then another thing that kids off who use extroverted intuition is that they really enjoy being different and kind of pushing the boundaries of the way that people think things should be. Does this sound like you? Oh, absolutely. I, I love like in like trying to see how far I can go without breaking a rule. <laughs> there was like, like at Disneyland, when we go to Disneyland, there there's a like a no running. It's not like a said rule, but there's you're not supposed to run. And so I'll just like speed walk and it's not <laughs> technically running. And so I'll just see how far I can bend the rules without breaking them. Uh-huh. And do you ever break the rules too? Or do you like to go just to that point and not oh, go over? I break the rules all the time. <laughs> okay. All the time. I mean, more when I was younger because... I was still kind of figuring out what I could do and couldn't mm-hmm. do, but I still break the rules all the time. Yeah. Both at home and at school or just, it, just well, one or the other? I, I've been at home for longer. That's I true. like I'm at home more often, so less at home, but both. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Is it like a only if you can get away with it kind of a thing or? It's an only if I think I can get away with it. And sometimes okay. when I think I can get away with it, I actually can't. <laughs> I see. Okay. I have one last question. Do you have any advice for parents of kids who use the same functions as you? This is just kind of specifically for me. I don't know if it applies to other people, sure. but it really helps me to learn by doing like hands-on and mm. actually doing something. Listening to something doesn't really help. Mm. And I mean, seeing stuff helps more than listening, but it, it really helps the most to be able to learn by touching and doing the thing yeah. that I'm learning. Kind of experiencing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because you can focus easier on it or? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and if I'm learning about it by touching it, then there's more things that I can do to influence what it's doing, what I'm doing. And so mm -hmm. I can experiment with it more. Like mm -hmm. if I'm listening to something, I, can, I just have to listen. But if yeah. I'm touching it, then I can look at it in different ways or I can see what it can do or something like that. Yeah. Do you have any examples of, of something that you, where you, when you experience it? Oh, like when I'm doing like, when I'm doing my ballet, when they, when, if I just close my eyes and I just listen to what the teacher's saying to do, mm -hmm. I mean, I can figure it out, but it's really hard. But if I'm there and I'm doing it with her or she's like right next to me, putting my feet and hands in the right places. Mm -hmm. It helps me a lot more because I can remember where that was. Mm. And so it, yeah. Thank you so much to Lane for giving us that incredible snapshot of being an ENTP teen. Some of what stood out to me from that conversation was the similarities he had with his sister Eleanor and how they're both very curious and love learning, but they both don't like the more tedious things, like Eleanor doesn't like having to show her work in math, and Lane doesn't like the amount of time that homework takes up. But note that Lane does like math. And I kind of attributed this to that precise thinking co-pilot that I mentioned briefly beforehand, and liking that there's a system underneath that can explain why things are the way they are. And we'll get more into precise thinking in another episode in the future. But for the record, I do know ENFPs who like math too. So this is not a rule that because you're an ENFP, you don't like math. And if you're an ENTP, you do. But it's just their, their reasons for it really lined up with their functions, which I thought was really interesting. I also like how he talks about that he loves building with his Legos. And a lot of kids like building. And his precise thinking is probably a part of that. But I noticed that with his imaginative intuition, he isn't happy just building it the way it's designed to be built and then leaving it there or redoing it. He gets bored of, the, of that after a bit and then takes it apart to do something new and creative with it or uses a little piece of it to add to something over here or completely said destroys it and does something completely different with it. He was cracking me up with how upfront he is about rule stretching and rule breaking. I think probably a lot of parents of ENTPs might relate to their kid trying to get away with things if they think that they can. And remember what we talked about in the imaginative intuition in kids episode about involving your ENTP or ENFP child in the ideas of how to problem solve if there is a rule that's being broken. 
So use their talent and energy of brainstorming solutions to see if they can come up with a stretch to that rule that will satisfy both of you. And then my favorite from both of them was when they gave advice to parents of of um, kids with their type. But his was so great about needing to really try something out in order to learn. And I think this would be true of a lot of types. For example, a sensing type and especially a sensing perceiving type might need touch and like really touching and getting their hands on things to remember. But in this case, it applies well to imaginative intuition too, because as he explains, it lets him play around with the idea and really interact with it and see where the boundaries are of it and that sort of thing. And there might have been a little precise thinking in there as well. Okay, so this was so fun. I would love to hear from you now. Do you have a child with ENTP or ENFP preferences? And were you totally nodding your head along with any of this? Shoot us an email at familypersonalitiespod at gmail.com and share your story or insight or leave a comment at the show notes at familypersonalities.com slash 44. Next episode, I'm talking with a mom of a younger child who uses imaginative intuition. It's a really great conversation. She's really well-versed in Myers-Briggs and actually uses it in her work as well. So she had a lot of really great and helpful things to say. Subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Let me help you parent more easily and peacefully through the use of personality type at familypersonalities.com slash services. I would really love it if you could go and leave us a review on iTunes. That helps out so much. Even just giving it a giving it five stars is helpful. If you have the time to leave a comment, I would love to see your personality type if you know it, either Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or whatever personality type you're familiar with. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Family Personalities, and the website is familypersonalities.com. That's it for our show this week. We would like to apologize to our children, our parents, our spouses, and anyone else we may have lovingly thrown under the bus this episode. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time on the Family Personalities Podcast.